and it is the final countdown and our last guest for the show and by no means least is the vice president and co-footy ops manager over at the Warrigal Industrials Football Netball Club in the West Gippsland League is Nick Gooden. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Zinkers. Thanks for having us again. Good to good to catch up and have a bit of a bit of a gas bag. We sort of you know touch base every every month or so with the happenings of local footy. So yeah, good to be here. How have you seen the start to this season? I mean, before we go into that answer, rounds one and two, Phillip Island, Turret and Delmore, the two grand finalists from last year. You held your own in both games and could have won both. Then you thumped Bunyip by 117 and you 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 get rid of Karen Barabina by 10 and you got the big side, the top side this week. But how have you seen the start to the season for your club? Uh, yeah, I think we're probably where we thought we would be. Um Obviously, we went into the Phillip Island and Turretin games hopeful that you know we could get the four points against them, get that redemption over Phillip Island from the, that cracking prelim last year. And Turretin's the last club remaining in the West Gippsland roster that we haven't knocked off yet. And it would have been really good to do it on Anzac Day in front of a bumper crowd down there at Western Park. But, you know, 12 points to those guys. We had a shot on goal with a couple of minutes to go that went wayward. We would have hit the front. Footy's a fickle game. We're, I think we're, we're, we're cruising along sort of where we are. I would have thought you'd be happy with that. You sit seventh and really right now ladders mean nothing because I've always thought until everyone play each other once, uh, you'll know basically where you sit. That draw last week between Nanagoon and Phillip Island, in some ways that hurts you, in some ways it helps, doesn't it? It does. It's it's one of those things we would have liked to have probably been sitting in the six this week, which would have been the outcome if one of them had have won or lost. But potentially later in the year, you know, that two-point difference could play a huge part on ladder positions and making finals and all of those sorts of things. So I'm just excited that the start of this season has seen teams beating other teams. The ladder doesn't look anything like it probably would have thought it would after the first month of footy. And, you know, we've got Dalston sitting up in second. And I think the competition's in a... In that top half is in a really strong position at the moment. Yeah, and I, I was only saying the other day that percentage is going to play a big part in this one. I reckon it's because it's going to be pretty close at the top end. And 167 after playing the two grand finals, uh, finalists, that's your percentage. You'd be pretty happy with that percentage too, I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. I think the interesting quirk with the West Gippie League is being the final, the top six, you know, there's not really a great difference between finishing third and sixth. I think as we sort of showed last year, if you get in there and you're fit and you're healthy, you can you can make a deep run at it. So, you know, we finished sixth, knocked off third. It's a bit of an interesting quirk that there's no real no real advantage for, for finishing third or fourth as there is fifth or sixth. So our goal from here is, you know, just keep notching up some wins and and hopefully get into that top six and make a bit of a dent and an impact as we did last year. A couple of players that have caught my eye. Um, we called that first game uh, Easter Saturday against Phillip Island down the island. The weather was terrible. It was cold and wet and windy. And I, I just had a look at a little crumbing forward that day that I thought was all right. In the last couple of weeks, he's kicked a dozen, Mason McGarrity. Yeah, Mason's the flying moustache. He's um, kicking along unbelievably at the moment. He's fitter than he's ever been. He's leading all of our all of our time trials and um, running blocks and whatnot at training, which when you're coming up against superhuman athletes like Shane Brewster and, and those sort of guys, it's, it's really impressive. And yeah, Mason's really starting to make a name for himself as a, as a dynamic small forward, but at times as well, he's also pushed up the ground and, and had an impact. And yeah, I think his future's looking, looking really bright. There is a little rumor getting around that he might be training with a VFL club shortly. So we're really excited for, 
um, his development and to be able to have these guys at our football club and promote them through into that into that better that better level. Mitch Pappas was another one that caught my eye in the Easter Saturday game. How's his form continued after round one? Uh, well, Mitch suffered a bit of an injury. Uh, it was either late in the first quarter or early in the second quarter against Turretin. So he's out for a couple of weeks, which coincided with a pre-planned uh, trip to Bali for a wedding. For, oh, it's very handy. <laughs> yeah, for, for a um, close friend of his. So we were going to be missing him for a, a little block anyway. He's a guy that's come out of playing pretty good footy uh, down the Northern Footy League, but hadn't taken the park since pre-COVID. So we're expecting it to take a little bit of time for him to warm back into into footy, but we saw that, that round one game that he's definitely dangerous in front of the sticks. So your on-field's going really well. Touching on some off-field now. Now, your Anzac Day, doesn't matter about the result. It was a couple of goals, but off-field, you're doing something right. Massive crowd. The weather was nice to you. Uh, it looked like a super day out there at Western Park. Oh, it really was, and it's a credit to you know, the whole extended committee down at Dusty's that got together to put that day on. We actually did it a little bit different to other years just because of how uh, the availability of HMA service and the RSL sort of worked, which worked really well um, that we did a service at midday, which we found to be really important because it managed to capture all of the junior players. The thirds, uh, the fourth stuck around, the thirds had just finished, the junior netball came over and they got to, you know, be a part of that service at the at the front of it essentially you know in the in the guard of honor and that's something that you know we thought was really important we go through these anzac days every year with our senior group and when we have it at home we normally have a return serviceman guest speaker come down and things like that those those guys hear the message and the importance around anzac day continually but like everything we do at our footy club the, what we do for the juniors is so much more important for the seniors. And I think the day on the Thursday before, we took them down to Collingwood's last training session before Anzac Day, thanks to senior coach Harmit Singh, who obviously worked down there. But all the kids from the men and from the boys program and the youth girls, they got the chance to go out on the ground and were addressed by some players and coaches. And then following that, they went to um, spend about an hour just paying their respects and learning a little bit more about Anzac history at the Shrine of Remembrance. So I really built into a really important day for remembrance, but also education for our youngsters. It's fantastic. And, and that's uh, why I wanted to talk a, a little bit about the off-field stuff. It definitely, the Warrigal Industrials Club is one of the ones that really get it and do it right off-field. A lot of footy clubs, they open the doors in about February, start the pre-season, and then they think that the money's just going to come through, and then once the season's finished, if they haven't played finals, they're finished up by the end of August, close the doors, see you next February. You guys have gone out and brought a business, so you're earning money 12 months of the year. Tell us a little bit about the club hotel that you've got. Yeah, well, I think it would be uh, maybe six or seven years ago now, Roughly coinciding with our move over to the West Gippsland League, a bunch of our, I guess, key figures at the club at the time had a lot of experience running hotels, renovating hotels, all sorts, all of those sorts of different things. And the opportunity to take over the lease at the club hotel was presented. And with the, you know, the knowledge of those guys, they thought it was a, a great business investment. And it's, it's paid dividends in, in the long run because it gives us the opportunity to be able to spend that extra money on the juniors and, and the kids, as well as the women's program and the, and the youth girls. And you've got more money to sort of throw over towards netball 
and all those sorts of things. You're obviously governed by a salary cap in the in the men's footy, so there's only so much you can do there. But you know, having having that resource creates so much more opportunity. Whether that's getting a ex a ex or current AFL player down to to take a training session, you know, they're like Brad, they all love a cashing. <laughs> um, they, they don't do anything for free. Yeah, it's definitely enabled us to become, you know, not just a footy club, but a community club where I think last year went to a community club's Victoria afternoon tea at the, at the Warrigal Country Club. And I, I was astounded to, to learn that over the, the past financial year, we gave out uh, $800,000 across the board in our community um, invo- involvement, which is obviously a requirement when you're a community club with, with gaming. So I know, I know a lot of people think that it's just an, an open money pit, but it's still a, still a business that has to run su- successfully. And I think you look at where the club hotel came from to where it is now under the guidance of general manager Neville Huggett. You can barely get a table in there for dinner Wednesday through to Sunday, paying dividends as, as a place to become for the for the community as a whole. I just think it's fantastic. It's great for sustainability of that football club. Going back into development, it's going back into the community. It's helping helping women's football, which let's let's be honest, they don't get a hell of a lot of a cash injection like male footballers do. And I just yep. think it's brilliant. I love the idea that the tills ticking over twelve months of the year. Yeah, I think touching on the women's side of things, that football program in the women's at the Dusties has you know has grown tenfold since probably two thousand and eighteen, two thousand and nineteen. It's now filled in two senior women's side. The, the ones, as we call them, they won the Division Two Premiership in the Southeast last year. They've gone up into into Division One. They played off um, on Saturday night after after the men unveiled their their Premiership flag against last year's Premiers and only went down by by a couple of goals. The other thing it's enabled is local girls to have a place to be able to go and play good standard women's football, and that's that's resulted in. Obviously, Lily Rose getting drafted straight from Dusties last year to Essendon. And I think this year we've got five or six VFL-listed girls running around in Dusties colours and another four or five down at Gippsland Power in the under-18s. So, yeah, I guess it's like that old saying, build it and they will come. And that, that program's going from strength to strength. You know, committee members and stuff from other clubs ask about women's program. Oh, is it a pain in the ass? You know, is it... Is it worth it? Is it this? Is it that? We've got more registered female participants at our club now than than men in terms of football, and that's growing hand over hand every year. You just look at, you know, we had a had a function I think in the that off week that we had, and the the blokes were outnumbered two to one. So it changes the whole dynamic of the club and makes it a really warm and welcome and friendly place for people and families to come. I was down at training a couple of Wednesdays ago and you know all the kids are social rooms they've got colouring in books they've organised fish and chips for them for tea and it's just a real incredible family atmosphere yeah and it just amazes me I just love what what that club's doing in in all sort areas just not on the ground and we we all hear about what's happening on the park and we can get on play HQ we can pick up a paper and we can read about how the team's going on field but I think it's really important that uh, we get the message out there that gee there's a lot that you can get out of your footy club because of what's happening off field and you guys are a prime example of that and you should be commended mate thanks for joining me today you've got the big game this week Inverloch Conwack on top undefeated sitting four and zip healthy percentage of 298 massive challenge for the club this week do you think you're up to it? Yeah, I think we're planning pretty well to go down and, you know, give them our best shot. 
that's another one of those particular stats that we, we've never won at Inverloch in senior footy. So like the back end of last year when we finally did beat Inverloch and Coralin, we're slowly ticking the boxes of getting a, getting a win over these phenomenal clubs across the competition and hopefully everything goes to plan on plan on Saturday and we can walk away walk away with four points and get ahead of the ledger. Fantastic. All the best tomorrow and all the best for the rest of the season. And I'll get myself up to the club hotel for a countery uh, in the not-too-distant future, and I'll give you a bell on that one too. Thanks for joining us. Nick Gooden, Vice President and Co-Footy Ops Manager of the Warrigal Industrials Footy Netball Club. Well, that's all we have time for in this show. Just like to thank Dan Eddy, Jamie Yule, Owen Carter, Rod Gundrell, and Nick Gooden for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch you out at the footy. 